This podcast primarily discusses DMB music as the ties that bind our DMB family together. Typical full-length episodes feature a DMB history by year, an interview with someone in the DMB family, and closes with either a personal story from the host or a song of the week feature where you, the listener, can have a voice on the podcast. This podcast aims to shine a light on the commonality through the music we all know and love. We strive to bring like-minded people closer as a community by being kind, always, no matter. So in the spirit of the DMB song PNP, come and relax now, put your troubles down. There's no need to bear the weight of your worries, let them all fall away. Welcome to the best of what's around. Welcome to DMB On Demand. Okay, folks, today we have with us Sam. Uh, Sam was suggested by Haley, who we interviewed in a previous episode, as a, a good guest to bring on to the show. Each time somebody comes onto the show, I give them a form to fill out. And it's basically the questions they're going to be asked, and they reply back with a synopsis of what their answer will be. So it kind of helps me get to know the person a little bit before we have our interview. And in this particular case, uh, Sam was really extensive with his replies and allowed me to really get a glimpse into what this interview is going to be like and what topics we're going to touch on. And I can tell you that you're going to want to sit down for this and, and get comfortable. He has some life experience that um, has been both good and tough, but I think our listeners are going to find a lot of commonality in his experiences. And then when he frames it all within the confines of DMB music, we're going to find that we have even more in common. And that's sort of what this podcast is all about, is shedding light on that commonality. And if we can shed light on it, then maybe we can use it to be better to each other. So I'm pretty excited to get in with the interview, so we're going to jump right in. Sam, if you can just kind of give us your basics, name, location, what do you do for a living? All right. Um, my name is Sam Gary. Um, I live in Garland, Texas, which is about 20 minutes out of Dallas. Um, for work, I am a former well, I'm in the restaurant business. I was general manager of, uh, of one location of the company. Uh, now I'm director of training, so I'm in charge of rolling out training uh, processes and things like that. Um, I've been working for this company for about six years or over six years now, and we're a Tex-Mex um, concept, a small family-owned three-location business. Have you guys seen a um, increase in orders now that you're doing just, uh, I'd imagine, either curbside pickup or, or deliveries, or has business dropped significantly with the quarantine and social distancing? Business has dropped, um, but I will say that we are, um, since all this went down, um, we were just using DoorDash. Um, to do deliveries for us as third party. Now we're using Uber and we're using Postmates. So we're getting, we're getting more business that way. Um, but then, you know, just your standard call in orders, we get those all the time. So, um, we're fortunate in the, in the respect that we're 
all three locations that we're able to um, still pay our bills and pay our people and and um, give people hours and, and you know money making opportunities. So we're we're fortunate in that that you know our company uh, the restaurant name is Max uh, Rancho Martinez and it's been around since the late '80s. So we have a good foothold in Dallas and a good following. So we were very blessed and fortunate for that. Yeah, and on behalf of all of us, myself, listeners, I just want to say thank you for the for the longest time, the people who were in food and beverage or your grocers or the nurses, um, it could be easy to be overlooked. And now that we're in this pandemic, we realize that the value of people doesn't lie in what they do it lies in their heart and so now you know your grocers your nurses your food and beverage they're on the front lines putting themselves at risk just so we can have some sense of normalcy uh, throughout all this so uh, thank you for being on that front line and for helping keep us uh, going it might not be normal but keep us going so thank you and um all right, so outside of that, when you're not at work, what's going on? What do you like to do? Hobbies, interests, um, just kind of round yourself out. All right, well, um, <clears throat> my wife and I, we spend a lot of time watching shows on Netflix, of course, like most people are now. Um, and then we have a 14-year-old son, Ben. He keeps us busy. We help him, you know, make sure he's on track with home learning from school and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, we stay busy enough and, um, you know, other than just vegging out, watching TV, I'll occasionally, you know, play some PlayStation with a couple of buddies of mine. We're, we're not experts or, or professionals in that respect, but we have a good time doing it. So that's really about it. Um, like we, I live right next to a, a nature preserve. Um, so we like to sit down on our back patio and just kind of listen to the sounds at night, listening to music or, or just talking. And then there's a, a walking trail right next to us as well. So it's, it's, it's quite nice. We go, we take some nice walks and, and, uh, we're able to take our dogs over there and get them some exercise too. So, um, even though we're in quarantine, it's really not all that bad. Yeah, that sounds nice. My wife and I. Uh, we travel for a living and every three to six months we go to a different location and we've been to the upper northeast like new hampshire vermont area we've been down to florida um, washington and now we're in california and next up is texas and um, one thing we've noted for sure is that we far prefer areas that are a little more remote like the mountains in new hampshire or northern california than we do big cities I would rather be able to go out and take a walk or take a hike like you're talking about than I would be, you know, inside of a major city. Like we're, we're in Los Angeles right now. And I can tell you, man, just, I used to joke and say that the place needed a new plague. Now that's not funny in, in hindsight, but just the amount of people out here is insane. And we're just homebodies. So what you describe sounds like, you know, our best scenario we, we love just being able to sit and watch nature and listen to it and go out and be in it it's, it's lovely so um, 
We're going to start with a hard question, and it's not hard in the mindset that we're scratching the surface and digging deep. It's hard that in that most people who come onto the, the show, they have trouble uh, narrowing down their favorites. So we're going to hold you to the same pressure as we do everybody else and, and keep it to one song if you can. Uh, that being said, what's your favorite DMB song and why is that your favorite song? Well, the one that started it for me is um, What Would You Say? Um, I remember I was in high school when I first heard it and um, you know, I was a saxophone player as well. So, you know, you turn on the radio station, I was listening to um, the station I trying to remember I think it was the edge it's no longer around but it started out as an alternative rock station when it came on the air so <clears throat> that's kind of what's my go-to for, for radio listening and I heard this song I'd never heard it before and, you know they said Dave Matthews band and I immediately was just you know I had to go get the CD I had to go find it you know um, which I did um, but what would you say started it with me because you just don't you didn't hear anything like that with the especially with the you know, the way the band is set up, you know, guitar, drum, violin, saxophone, and a harmonica. Yeah, I'd never heard that before. So I was definitely blown away by that song. And um, like I said, there was nothing like it on the radio at the time. And I ran out and got the CD as soon as I could. Yeah, you know, I've never met somebody who, when asked about Dave Matthews Band, was just kind of like, eh, it's okay. People hear that sound for the for the first time, and they either love it and need to hear more, or they hate it. I've, I've yet to see a lukewarm opinion about the Dave Matthews Band, and I think that's, that's a good sign for an artist. You know, if you can evoke an emotion, positive or negative, but have it at the extremes then you've tapped into something, uh, at least in my opinion. So that was interesting. I, I don't think anybody who's been on here, in fact, I know and nobody's been on here has given that um, as their answer. So it was pretty, pretty nice. So with that same thought in mind, uh, most people listen to Dave Matthews Band for the music and for the lyrics. He's a natural storyteller. And if that man wasn't a musician, he would be a poet, man. He's just amazing with his words. So what's your favorite uh, DMV lyric, and why is that one in particular your favorite? Well, um, it was a it was a hard choice, um, but uh, I boiled it down to, and I, I, I just finally decided that my favorite lyric would be, celebrate we will, because life is short but sweet, for certain. And it, there's a lot of reasons that I, I landed on that one. Um, but mainly, um, having challenges in your life, you know, like everyone does, um, you know, didn't know what I wanted to do for a living, you know, when I was in college or getting out of high school, I was a music major that didn't work out. You know, that was a challenge. Um, I never thought I would be a restaurant manager for 20 years, but here we are, you know, um, but you know, I've had other challenges, you know, um, bouts of depression here and there, but, um, the biggest challenge was, um, <clears throat> was losing Adam, 
my oldest son. He um was a kid that never got sick, and he never went to the doctor. You know, um, unless he was, unless it was the flu. You know, Adam was always good. Never, never complained about being sick or not feeling well. Um, but he had he had caught pneumonia and he could never couldn't shake it. And we're talking he had pneumonia around Thanksgiving and right around Chris, you know, Christmas time. Um, he's still sick, you know, feeling like crap, you know, just couldn't get well no matter what. You know, the doctor was gave him medicine A, medicine B, medicine C, you know, and it, it just wouldn't go away. Um, so right around New Year's, um, you know, again, he'd been dealing with pneumonia, what we thought was pneumonia for a uh, better part of six weeks um, when it came around to New Year's. And then um, he was at the doctor and they ran a blood test and it was abnormal. So they sent him to the hospital. Um, and then a couple of days later, you know, he was diagnosed with uh, stage four uh, gastric. Excuse me. Um, gastric cancer. Take your time. Take your time. And um, he fought hard. He fought hard for ten months, and then he uh, he uh, he passed away. Um, and then, but he lived every day like it was, you know, his last day. Once he knew he was sick, you know, he stayed positive. He was on chemo. He had a port. And he was miserable, but he, um, he was on, on the school football team. Um, and as a side note, you know, they kind of dedicated the season to him because he died and it's, you know, right before the season was to end. He died in October and, you know, football season here in Texas doesn't um, end until, you know, uh, the state championship around Thanksgiving. So they still had a month of the season left and um, his team ended up winning state, which is awesome. But, um, you know, they, he was so loved and, and by his teammates and his, in his school and, and just everybody. And so, but he lived, he lived a hell of a life and he, um, he stayed positive even when, even when he, um, was just being poisoned with chemo and feeling like crap and he still went to school as much as he could. He supported his team on the sidelines. He even went to work. He was working in a restaurant and, you know, he went to work as much as he could just because he wanted to try and still be a normal kid. You know, he didn't want to be the cancer kid, but he, um, Ultimately, you know, you know, it was too late, but, um, like I said, he was such a great kid and, you know, we didn't share the same taste in all music. He, he liked mostly country Western, but I took him to a concert, his very first concert. It wasn't a Dave concert, unfortunately, but, you know, he loved it. We had a great time and, um, that was before he was sick I and mean, it was long before he was sick. It was, that's one of my fondest memories him going to the first, his first, uh, live show. It got rained out, unfortunately, but, you know, oh, well, that's the weather in Texas sometimes. Um, but like I said, my favorite, favorite lyric is celebrate. We will. 
because life is short but sweet for certain and life is short you never know when when it's going to be your turn to go and i damn sure never thought that i'd be burying my child um, when he was 18 years old so that um that is my favorite lyric and it may not be my absolute favorite you know song but that lyric means the most to me just because of the way Adam lived his life before he was sick while he was sick and up until the very last one I can't tell you how profoundly sorry I am for your loss and, and what you've went through and what you continue to go through um, suddenly my troubles and tribulations seem small uh, in comparison and you know if you're listening to the podcast pause it right now just pause it call your kid tell him you love him and then come on back but take a moment to do that while it's fresh on your mind um, just let him know even if you told him an hour ago tell him again let him know um so you talked about the song that kind of brought you to the fold and that you heard it on a radio station, which makes me think that you've been a fan for either all the way back or close to it. Is, would that be fairly accurate that you were with them from the first CD? Yeah, that's definitely accurate. I've been a fan since, and I've, I don't own every CD, but I have a lot of them. And now that's uh you know, everything's, you know, with all the music apps, I've got, I use the music app title and there are so many things just from Dave alone that I can find that I've never heard, like including, you know, live songs, videos, and things like that. Um, I love all different, I love all different kinds of music, but hands down when someone says, what, you know, what's your favorite band? And it's always Dave Matthews. Um, so yeah, since 1994, I've been a fan. Um, and now that, you know, now that you, now that I've been more active, um, DMB family, um, following people on Twitter, seeing videos and songs that they post. And then there's DMB pages also, you know, on Facebook. So you see that and people post videos that, you know, things I've never seen. So there's just so much out there that you can, you know, get your hands on and for, for the band to be running as long as they have and to be still as good as they are. I mean, there's just, you can't really top that, in my opinion. So one thing we do when we bring guests onto the show, we let them kind of have a say in how DM Beyond Demand grows. <clears throat> what we are today, we might not be three months from now. You know, we started with a website years ago with videos for the band, and then we started an online community on Facebook where we shared a lot of music. Then we started doing the Twitter, the song of the day. And then we started with the Dreaming Tree sessions where we scratch below the surface and ask a question each week to DMB fans. 
then we started the <clears throat> sorry started the website for all of the uh, merch and apparel and now the podcast and a lot of this has grown on its own we didn't set out to do a or b it just naturally evolved for example the store with the merchant apparel that only came about because i had so many people asking me where they could get the artwork from so with that being said we like to ask all the people who come on what they think dmb on demand is and if they have any ideas on what they'd like to see it become we're all ears because we want to use our friends as sort of the the looking glass to the future so if you could take a moment and let us know what dmb on demand is to you and what you'd like to see it become we would greatly appreciate it <clears throat> of course um you know i've i'm new to dmb on demand um you know i've um listened to the pod listen to all the podcasts um and I'd, I'd like to you know share my appreciation for every with everyone that has done their podcast uh, i i enjoyed them um gives you great perspective and it, you just kind of feel like you get to know those people that are that are talking about themselves and their relationships to music and, and dave matthews and, and what that what that means to them so um that's the primary thing for me um having having said that you know i'm new to dmb on demand um i'll explore your website and, and merch and all that kind of stuff um but i really love the fact that you're you know you're doing this podcast to get you know a guy like me out there in the world you know sharing his experiences and, and just average joes and, and just people from everywhere that are interested in the same music that we are and and what it means to them and the the you know the message that they perceive or or how it's impacted their life good and bad um so i really appreciate the fact that you're you're doing that and would like to continue to i'll continue to listen absolutely Yeah, hey, thanks for the feedback. Um, and you nailed it. That's exactly what we're trying to do with this podcast is to let people tell their story and, and maybe allow some of the listeners to not feel so alone if they're going through their own trials and tribulations and to understand that we all have this common soundtrack to our lives. And, and there's a, a bind that ties with that music, ties us together. And that's what we want to kind of explore here on the podcast. So uh, if you could pick one song, everybody on the planet Earth had to sit down and listen to one song from Dave Matthews that you would pick. What would be the one song you would give as a gift to every man, woman and child on the planet? This one was a head scratcher for me, too. Um, there's so many, <laughs> um, but I would, I would definitely pick, uh, funny the way it is. Um, the message is simple to me. Um, you might be experiencing the best day of your life and then down the street or, you know, across the country or wherever, you know, somebody's going through a hard time, the worst day of their life. So that song to me is, is about, you know, hey, you've got it. You might have it. You might have it going. Everything going your way. Um, but it's funny how you're experiencing that while one person that could be your neighbor it could be anybody 
is experiencing the worst day of their life. And, you know, especially times like we're in, you know, living now with this pandemic going around, you know, it's just be appreciative of what you have, you know, live your life and, and love what you have. And, you know, just keep, keep in mind that there's people going through things that you may know that they don't tell you about, that there's things that, that are happening in your neighbor's home that you don't know about, or, you know, they have family issues or whatever. Um, so just to me, that song kind of tells you, Hey, you might be living great. And then you've got, you know, somebody is experiencing a tragic time right now. So keep it, you know, keep things in perspective. Pretty good observations there. I like it. I like it. No one else has uh, chosen that song yet for the one song they play for everybody. And I think it's a great song and the message behind it is, is great too. And it's one of those songs that you wouldn't need to explain to anybody. Once they listen to it, you understand what's being said. Um, right, so, yeah, exactly. There's, there's, yeah. there's no hidden there's no hidden message in the song. You know, it's, it's pretty straightforward, but... It's a song I really enjoy listening to. On you know, I'll, I'll put it on repeat sometimes, uh, whether it's a the album version or the any random live version. You know, I just I just really 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 enjoy that song. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have a feeling you've already touched on it before, and if if so, then maybe you can explore it uh, as much as you're comfortable. But what I'd like you to do is think of a moment um, in your life that was tough to persevere through. Um, one of the, the down days that, that sticks out. And tell me about a DMB song that either impacted it in real time or when you're looking back at that, now there's a song that gives it some context that you didn't have before. Well, um, you know, the lowest point in my life was obvious, um, you know, when Adam was sick and um, going through what he was going through. Um, like I said, he wasn't a huge um, Dave Matthews fan, um, but he, he listened to it to humor me, you know, we took turns. Uh, playing music and so forth um but he did like the song dancing nancy's so when i hear dancing nancy's it kind of makes me sad because i do you know adam did you know dig that song um but i really like that song too so um you know i don't really i don't really associate one song um with the grief but um you know when i hear when Dancing Nancy's comes on, I, I think Adam because he did like that song. So it kind of makes me sad, but then, you know, but um, I, every time I think of him, it makes me sad. So, but, um, you know, just because of the loss, but, but, you know, it just, uh, that song, that's kind of the, when, when I was thinking about that question, um, like I said, I couldn't really relate a, a song to 
you know, compare that with the, the grief you feel. But so I, I kind of wanted to put a positive spin on it because Adam did enjoy that song and it's one that I really enjoy as well. <clears throat> I meant to ask earlier, you said that Adam was a fan of um, country music. Did he like the song um, or songs Two Step or Grace is Gone? Um, I'm not sure he ever heard um, Grace is Gone, but I think he liked. I'm sure I played two step at some point, and I'm sure he probably tapped his foot to it because you can't really help it. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Um, well, let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum now and talk about one of the better moments in your life. For example, mine was hearing number 41 on my wedding day. It it just made everything come together. Perfectly. It was right before I was getting ready to walk down the aisle. It's a bundle of nerves. That song came on and I just melted away and was in the moment and it was amazing. So if you have a, a positive day in your life, maybe speak to a song that impacted it or gives it some context when you're looking back on that event. Absolutely. The one that the one that came to mind um, <clears throat> was the uh, Dave Matthews show I went to um, in 2018. Um, there's a little backstory to it. Um, my wife and I had been separated, um, coming up on probably two years um, for various reasons. You know, we weren't in a good place, healthy healthy relationship, and all that sort of thing. Um, but we we're just, started talking about, you know, working things out, getting back together. Um, you know, we lost Adam, you know, through all this too. Um, so ultimately we decided we should, if we love each other, which we do, which we still did, um, we needed to fight to work it out and to, to, you know, be back together and so forth. So she bought me as an early birthday present, my birthday's in June, show was in May, she bought shows, she bought tickets to the, excuse me, tickets to the, the Dave Matthews shows at Dos Equis, uh, Pavilion in Dallas. Um, other than our wedding day, that was probably the most fun we'd ever had together. Um, we're coming up on being married for 15 years. Um, you know, the wedding was great. Honeymoon was awesome. Uh, we went up to the mountains in Colorado. That was great. Um, but this show, this date that we went on was the best time that we both had probably together like ever. Um, and she had never seen Dave live. I'd seen him a few times before that. Um, so we look forward to, to going. Um, that's kind of, you know, we've gone two years in a row now. This will be a third, hopefully if, if um, you know, if they play this year, um, but we're going to keep that tradition just because, you know, that's kind of what that moment we knew we we wanted to work it out. We wanted to be together and we wanted to uh, to get our family uh, back on track. So that show that day that or that show that night, you know, that was that really showed us that we wanted to be around each other. We wanted to work our work out our shit. We wanted to, um, you know, enjoy life again, being together and um I remember the uh, 
there was a <clears throat> a song that she had never heard, and it happened to be the song that Jane likes. And she said, "Hey, I've never heard this song." I said, "Oh yeah, it's uh," and I had to think of the name because you know it's not something you hear all the time. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, it's the song that you know." He says at the beginning of the song, it's the song that is that Jane likes. Her name, my wife's name is Mary Jane. She said, so ultimately, I, that's my favorite song now, the song that Jane likes. So that's kind of the moment and the song that kind of stood out. I mean, it, the show was great. Um, we had a blast. And we haven't looked back since. See, now that's that's exactly what I'm talking about on previous episodes when I said that one of the reasons we're doing this is because I went to my first show and I was looking at all the thousands of people all caught up in the same joy and the same rapture and I thought I wish I knew their stories each and every one of them because you don't know what somebody's going through you could be going to a show just on face value but the person sitting to your right like in this circumstance it could be two people healing and coming back together after years apart, or it could be somebody that's dealing with a tragedy. It just drives home the fact that there are human beings around you that each have their own individual story, and those stories are what bring us together at these shows. It's only because we share the soundtrack in our day-to-day life, good times and bad times, that brings us, pulling us, to this live event and we need to to recognize brothers and sisters more than we do and, and to be kind to them because you just, like you said earlier with the song you play for everybody you just don't know what people are going through so being kind to one another is really the biggest um biggest favor we can give to each other as a whole um so if you were to sit down with the band, it was in a room with a couple couches, and you had their ear for a minute, what would you tell them? Well, so many things. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, If I were ever in that situation, um, like you just pointed out, like hanging out, just talking to the guys, I would tell Dave that he's one of my idols. I mean, he's a great showman, a storyteller. I mean, there's what else can you say? He's a, a showman. He's a storyteller. He's a heck of a singer, and he just the energy is just insane. Um, I would tell Jeff um, that he's my favorite saxophone player since. Grover Washington Jr. Um, he's one of my favorites. Um, different style, of course, but uh, I, I was growing up listening to a lot of Grover Washington Jr. Still do to this day. Um, let's see. Um, Stefan is an amazing player, um, and you know, you see, he's a, he's a great person on Twitter too. Uh, he's obviously very active and vocal on Twitter, so you kind of get a inside it's as a as to how his brain works, which is which has been great. Um, Carter's definitely the heartbeat of the band, and he's probably one of my favorite drummers ever. He's like he's just awesome. And uh, Tim Reynolds is fantastic, but he's great. I mean, 
I, I don't know what I'd be able to say to them. <laughs> uh, just because I'd probably be so starstruck, honestly. Uh, but, you know, I do my best to express appreciation and admiration and, and for, for their craft and, and, uh, how they just provide, you know, the, the, the soundtrack, you know, how it's just excellent. Every, every, all the way around, just excellent. So the band is kind of all over the spectrum when it comes to the topics that they sing about. Death, love, loss, life, greed, politics, religion. They're all over the place. If you had to sit down with somebody who hadn't heard DMB before, and you had to tell them what the core message of the band and the music was, what would you tell them? How would you explain the core message of the band? This was a <clears throat> tough question for me to kind of put my finger on, and I had to think about it for a little bit. But um, because, as you just mentioned, they talk about religion, politics, love, death, you know, happiness, loss, everything. So. The core message to me, I feel like, is inclusion. Um, with his his lyrics, he tells stories about people from every walk of life. Um, you know, there's it can include, you know, just pick a story, and it could be it could be anything. It could, just he includes so many different experiences and stories, and they can be, they can be about for people from every, every walk of life, every race, every, you know, religion, everything, um, the style of the music, they do different styles of music, they do different, different time signatures, his lyrics are so meaningful, and he's always telling a story, but there's also, could be a, a message in that song, as well, um, like, I can I can relate in some in some forms uh, and respects to pretty much every song he's he's put out. If you really really dig in and listen to what he's trying to say, you can probably equate moments in your life um, to a song. Um, you can be having a crisis of some sort, and then you can hear a song, and it could kind of put things in perspective so I feel like if, if people don't listen to Dave and they started listening to Dave they would find a song that they can relate to whether it's an old song a new song um, I just feel like he he and the band do their best um, to include everyone because when you go to a show you see different ages races sexes all that stuff I mean, they're just it's all across the board and so to me, the, the core message from the band is including everyone. Okay, well, one thing we like to do with every guest that comes on is to give them an opportunity and a platform to speak about what they think the world needs to hear more of or people that they need to know about. Sometimes it's social media handles of people that are close to them or charities, organizations, whatever the case may be. So 
that being said, the floor is yours. Um, and why don't you tell the people what you think they need to know more about? Well, um, I'd like to uh, mention um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, they're, they're excellent people. They, they treated Adam to his uh, dream trip um, when, he was, when he was going through what he was going through. Um, they made it possible for him to um, go to uh, Good Morning America and be on the show. And um, cause he was his dream was to be, to be a broadcaster. Um, and GMA was his favorite favorite show in the world. Um, so make a wish. They're they're out there doing things for for these six sick kids and their families that is just amazing. Um, well, shout out to you, Drew, for. For taking the chance on on doing a podcast with me, um, we know each other a little bit now. Uh, we know each other a lot better now. I feel like, and then, you know, we interact some on Twitter. So that's I appreciate you uh, giving me a platform to to voice some things. And um, I gotta, you know, shout out to Haley all about Eddie just because she's the one that put me up to this. And uh, I was messaging um, her last night as well as. Um, I sent uh, UK Rhino Ryan some messages and got some tips and um, and some feedback on how to how to get through this thing without sounding completely uh, insane. So those are my shout outs. And then, of course, the DMB family, everybody on Twitter has been so great, um, you know, sharing things and just the interactions of the different survey questions. And it just it's it's been a great time, you know, when we're we have nothing else to do, we can we have friends on Twitter, you know, we may not know them, but you know, it's the DMB family. So it's, it's been great. And, uh, again, I really, uh, appreciate the opportunity to be here today, Drew. Thanks. No problem. And Hey, thanks for coming on. I'll tell you this. I've interviewed eight or nine people now, and they've all had an amazing, at least for me, an amazing impact when hearing their stories. And, some people go deeper than others. One isn't wrong, one isn't right. But I need to be very clear in saying how thankful I am that you came to this open-minded and maybe even more importantly with an open heart and you, you dug deep and shared a story that I'm sure wasn't easy um, to discuss. But hopefully there's somebody out there that will listen to this episode and, and feel less alone than they did in their personal struggles before they heard your story. So thank you for the vulnerability and for coming on with an open heart. I, I truly appreciate it. This week, our song meaning comes from one of our close personal friends on Twitter. She asked to remain anonymous, so we're going to be sure to safeguard her identity, but she's one of the close friends that we have here at DMB On Demand. 
and her perspective is valued greatly. The song of the week is number 41. So our dear friend sat down and wrote out what the song number 41 means to her and her life and what she thinks the song is trying to relay to the listeners. So we urge you to get comfortable, open up your ears, open up your hearts, and compare and contrast just how different the songs can be for each of us, yet have the same thread of hope and love throughout. In an effort to keep the spirit of what this section is about, which is expressing what we feel songs mean to us, I thought I'd offer my interpretation for what I would like to believe this song means, or at least acknowledge what it means to me. Coming to terms with wanting a second chance with someone you once were close with, most likely romantically. Everyone always says, just give it time. Sometimes time can only make the inner turmoil worse, and the regret grows so large it becomes overwhelming, which I think Dave captures so perfectly. On one hand, you want to move on. But on the other, all you want to do is get on your knees and beg for that person to take you back. Perhaps it's the person's pride that makes it hard to go back. Come and see. I swear by now I'm playing time against my troubles. I'm coming slow but speeding. Do you wish a dance and while I'm in the front? The play on time is won, but the difficulty is coming here. And everyone's counseling you on how to move on and get over whatever remote remorse you're feeling. It's what you know you want. It's what you want to do. And you aren't interested in hearing other stories. You're willing to make your own mistakes. I will go in this way and find my own way out. I won't tell you to stay and I'm coming to much more me. So you do it. You go back. You walk back into their life and lay it on the line. All at once the ghosts come back reeling in you now. What if they came down crashing? Remember when I used to play for all the loneliness that nobody notices now? I begging slow, I'm coming here. Only wanted to stay, I wanted to play, I wanted to love you. I'm only this far, and only tomorrow leads my way. I'm coming waltzing back and moving into your head. Please, I wouldn't pass this by. I wouldn't take any more than what sort of man goes by. I will bring water. Why won't you ever be glad? It melts into wonder. I came in praying for you. Why won't you run into the rain and play and let the tears splash all over you? So then you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you hope. I think the tears are almost like a reference to 
another person cleansing themselves from whatever hard feelings they're holding on to from the past, just so that they can move forward, hopefully together. And the music is so powerful, it captures all of those feelings of tension and love and frustration and remorse, anxiety, but most of all, hope. In the end, I feel that is the emotion that is the driving force behind the song. Hope.